Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Renew Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, business and mindset coach, Kieran Lenahan. I'm super excited to get into our topic today. We actually had our first snow of the year here in New Jersey over the weekend, and it was a blast. After about spending maybe 30 minutes trying to get mittens onto my daughter, we get out there, and within two minutes, she's already taken the mitten off. Seriously, though, it was a lot of fun. Our one- and two-year-olds got to spend a ton of time playing out in the snow, fresh air, sledding, and just walking. And later in the day, on Friday while I was working, Dana took the kids out again and showed me this video that night of our daughter Callie walking in the snow in this open field. And Dana had intentionally kind of dragged her feet through the snow. Dana dragged her own feet through the snow to make a path so that it would be easier for Callie to walk. But you can see in in this video, and I'll share this on my Instagram uh, on Tuesday so that you can see it, Callie is walking literally anywhere except the path that Dana had made for her. And, you know, we got a solid five or six inches of snow. Callie's probably two feet tall at this point. So it was up to her knees. And so not the easiest stuff to be walking through, but she had a blast making her own path. And as I thought about that video, and you can see Callie's path and her footprints swerve all around, squiggling back and forth in this open field compared to the very straight path that Dana had made for her. It made me think about how for most of my life, there was a path in front of me that I never really questioned. Go to school, get good grades, go to a good college, get a good job, and stay there until you retire. And even within each of those seasons, there were paths pretty much laid out for me by other people. Teachers had curriculums and homework assignments. I did them. They gave me tests. I had to learn the right answers and choose them. Same thing in college. Each course, I learned what each professor cared about most. Was it the tests or the homework or participation in class? And then I played the game and tried to get through as smoothly as possible. When I started working in corporate, I had performance evaluations, and there were different categories that I would be evaluated in. So I learned the rules of the game. What part of my job carried the most weight when it came to performance evaluation? Was it the people management operations management, or was it the project work? And then I focused on what was most valued by the organization, and I got rewarded for it. So I got raises and promotions, and that's how it worked, similar to in school, when I got the the answers right on the tests and wrote my papers in such a way that each teacher wanted to have their papers written, I got good grades. And so this entire time, from being a child in school all the way up through working in corporate, I had this path laid out in front of me by other people. And my job was basically to follow that path, learn the rules of the game, get the right answers, and then reap the rewards accordingly. And as I look at that video of Callie taking a path that deviates from what was laid out for her, I see us. I see faith-driven entrepreneurs. We all generally had an expected path laid in front of us, and we decided to go a different route. And maybe the way that we ended up in entrepreneurship looks different for all of us, but I bet that there is a common experience and that we grew up in the American school system where most of the people in our lives were people who worked jobs within an organization. And so when you've lived your whole life in that system and on that path, you learn how to get the right answers. Like literally on multiple choice tests, there was one right answer. We did homework assignments, and we had performance evaluations at work. And so when you leave that path 
and you step into entrepreneurship where you basically have none of that, it can be a little bit of a shock to the system. Like, have you ever jumped into an ocean or a lake or just a really cold body of water? And the moment when your body senses what's happening, it's just immediately shocked. That That's what it can feel like when you step into entrepreneurship. And then it can just feel like you're out there floating on a raft in the middle of the ocean with one paddle in a sea of information on what to do and how to do it. And you start rowing in a direction that you hope is getting you closer to land, but then you're like, I don't actually know if I'm going in the right direction. Think back to that video of Callie in a completely open field. She can literally walk in any direction she wants. You as an entrepreneur also have total freedom to go in any direction that you want. But this so-called freedom can often lead to what feels like the very opposite of freedom analysis paralysis, where you have so many options for every single decision that you can't decide on any of them. And that's what I want to talk about today, decision-making as an entrepreneur. Now, why do I want to talk about this? To put it simply, because decision-making is a foundational skill required to be a successful entrepreneur. What do you do all day as an entrepreneur? You make decisions constantly. How do you spend your time? What are you going to spend your time doing? Where should you be marketing yourself? How should you be showing up in the world? How do you do your job really well, right? All of these things are decisions that you're making constantly. And now this episode is titled Making the Right Decision versus Making the Decision Right. And we're gonna get into really what that means in detail. But I chose this title because there is one big central lie, one thing that's just false, that underlies much of what you might experience as analysis paralysis. And here's that lie, that there is a right decision. Today, I want to expose this lie and help you start making decisions better and faster. And when I say better, I want to help you decide better. I'm not even talking about making quote unquote better decisions. That's a very subjective thing. I want to help you decide better. And I'll explain what I mean by that. I want to help you get better at the process of deciding. There's a slight distinction. And so before we jump in, I want to give two quick disclaimers. First, we're not talking about morally right and wrong decisions. Like, should you lie in your marketing about what you can deliver? That would be a wrong decision. The right decision would be to be truthful. That's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about are the times when there seem to be multiple good options, like Instagram or LinkedIn, what topic should your webinar be about, this price or this price, Acuity or Calendly, Wix or Squarespace, all of the the many choices that you can make about any number of things in your business. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about moral right and wrong here. Secondly, we're going to spend some good time digging into entrepreneurial versus employee mindsets. This is no shade at anyone who is a student or an employee. I have clients who are entrepreneurs and employees at the same time. I have clients who are students and entrepreneurs. I'm talking generally about patterns of decision-making, not any individuals in particular. I love people who are employees and who are students, but this is a podcast for people who want to become better entrepreneurs. So that's the point here. So with that, here's the roadmap. 
We're going to start off with scripture from Proverbs chapter 16. We're going to talk about the most common reason you experience analysis paralysis and might struggle to make decisions. And then we're going to talk about what's different between how employees and students make decisions versus how entrepreneurs make decisions. And then we're going to wrap up from there. So let's start off with scripture. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Now, there's a quote from a commentary written on this verse by Bruce Waltke uh, that I want to read. And it says that a man may plan his road to the last detail, but he cannot implement his planning unless it coincides with God's plan for him. And so there are two things that I want to pull from this verse and from that quote. The first is that so much energy and time is spent trying to make decisions that we feel certain about that will secure the future that we have in mind. But ultimately, God is the one who's in control of that. We can influence things, but God ultimately is in control. And so we can participate in life and use the capacity to make decisions that God's given us. But we can also rest in the fact that we're not in this alone, that we have a God who is directing our steps. Now, related to that second part of the verse where it says, but the Lord directs his steps, stands out to me. When you don't decide on something, you are essentially standing still, right? You're not moving. You're staying still until you make that decision and then you move forward. In order for God to direct your steps... The word steps presumes that you're in motion. And oftentimes, deciding something and moving allows God to direct you, right? That's the whole idea behind concepts like design thinking, right? You choose a hypothesis, you go out into the world with it, and then you're directed by the data, by your experience, by God. It's this process of you're moving, and as you're moving, then you're able to be directed, right? It's hard to steer a parked car. And so when we talk about analysis paralysis, which oftentimes can keep people stuck without making a decision for days and weeks and even months and even years, it's hard to steer a parked car. And so even just the act of deciding sometimes can be a necessary thing in order for God to be able to direct you where he wants you to go. So with that as the backdrop, let's dive in. And let's start with the most common reason that people find themselves in analysis paralysis, which again, analysis paralysis is the state of being in indecision where you have options in front of you, but you're unable to decide. You're paralyzed, maybe by fear or by overwhelm. But the point is you are in analysis paralysis. You're analyzing your options, but you're not actually moving or deciding anything. The number one reason analysis paralysis happens is when we believe that there is one right answer. And so I want to directly counter that. I want to expose this lie. I want to show you that this isn't true. And I want to show you that the truth is that there isn't one right answer when it comes to entrepreneurship. And here's how we know this is true. There are successful people who use social media to market their business. There are people who are successful in business who literally don't have a social media profile. There are people who have a website and who don't have a website who are successful. There are people who go to networking events to build their business. 
and there are people who have never attended networking events. There are people who have high prices and a few clients, and there are people who have low prices and many clients. There are people who use Calendly. There are people who use Acuity. There are successful people in your industry who have built their businesses using LinkedIn. There are people who have used TikTok. There are people who have used Instagram or Facebook. And there are people who have used none of those things to build their business. There is not one right path. There is not one right answer. That is a lie. If you haven't noticed by every ad you've ever been served on social media, everybody seems to have their own secret formula that creates the results that you're looking to get. And for sure, I'm sure that some of those are scams out there. I can't speak for them. But there are enough people who are being truthful. They're actually telling the truth. They have found a proven way to help you accomplish the thing that you want to do. And I want to just help you take this huge weight off of your shoulder that comes from feeling like you're searching for a needle in a haystack. There is not one right path. There is not one right way to do it. There is not one right answer. You might just be used to there being a right answer because that's how school worked or that's how your nine to five worked or maybe that's even how your family worked. And what your brain is used to gets repeated. There's nothing wrong with you. We just want to spend some time unlearning that pattern of thinking and replacing it with a new pattern that's conducive to creating results and making decisions within the paradigm of entrepreneurship. So a practical reframe here is from there is one right answer to there are many good answers that I can choose and still reach my goals. And so if what I just talked about is resonating with you and you're realizing that maybe that's been your default pattern, as you hear me talk about my journey through elementary school and then high school and college and then working in a corporate setting where the structure was always there, the path was always laid out, there were right and wrong decisions. If that's resonating with you, and if you're realizing maybe you've actually been operating from that place still, even though you are now running a business... That just means your brain is still operating in a student or an employee mindset. And this is great news because now you have this awareness and now you can actually do something about it. You can change the setting and start to operate from the entrepreneur mode of your brain. And we can start building that muscle. And I want to be honest here about why this is important. You don't want to be making business decisions from a student or an employee mindset. Those mindsets are really, really helpful and effective when you're a student and you're an employee. But when you're making entrepreneurial decisions within your business, you want to be making those from an entrepreneurial mindset. So let's talk more about the differences between these two. So let's talk about the differences when it comes to decision-making between an employee mindset and an entrepreneurial one. At a high level, this is the difference between making a quote-unquote right decision versus making a decision right. So let's start with this one. 
regardless of whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur, you want to feel confident before making a decision. But there's a difference between where that confidence comes from between an entrepreneur and an employee. Operating from an employee mindset, they only feel confident if they know they have the right answer. From an entrepreneurial mindset, you recognize that there are multiple good answers. So as long as you like your reasons for your decision, you can make it work. From an employee mindset, the right answer feels like something external that you're searching for, right needle in a haystack. It's outside of their control or influence. From an entrepreneurial mindset, I have the ability to influence whether or not a decision works out. From an employee mindset, making the right decision means you need to have all the information you can get your hands on. From an entrepreneurial mindset, you simply need a few key pieces of information. Employees believe that in order to make the right decision, they need to think about it for a long time. Entrepreneurs know that the amount of time you spend thinking about it doesn't make it a better or a worse decision. Employees spend a lot of time thinking about the decision, but don't have a decision-making process. And so quick decisions feel very risky. Entrepreneurs have a process, and we'll talk about this in a bit, but examples like defined values or priorities or criteria. And once they run it through their process, they feel safe to make a decision. What's risky is not making quick decisions, but making decisions without running it through their decision-making process. Employees put all their stock in the decision being right, aka that choice that they make in that single point in time. Entrepreneurs make decisions, but the bulk of their focus is actually on implementing it as best as possible, aka everything that comes after you make that point in time decision. And then this last one that I'll share, employees don't trust their decisions even after they make them. They feel anxiety even after deciding. Entrepreneurs, on the other hand, trust their decisions and commit to them. They actually feel a sense of peace after deciding. Now, those are some examples of where the two mindsets differ. But now I want to walk through from start to finish what these two different patterns or ways of thinking might be like and lead to. So the first pattern, right? Making an entrepreneurial decision, but from a student or an employee mindset. So you're facing a decision. Maybe you think about your options. You ruminate a bit. You spend some time thinking about it. Maybe then you go and talk to a few people. You research the topic online. Maybe you listen to a podcast or two about it. And then you come to this place where you think you might be able to make a decision. And then you try to make the decision, but then you feel really uneasy and talk yourself out of it until you do some more research. Then you spend some more time thinking about it. You kind of doubt whether or not you had the right instinct in the first place. Then maybe you overthink it and spin out. And by the end of it, either you don't decide and you continue to live in this state of indecision, or you do decide, but you're constantly second-guessing that decision, making it more likely to not work out and feeling like you might have just made a bad decision. And so at the end of this whole process, you might tell yourself that you're not actually that good at making decisions. Otherwise, this would be a lot easier. And so if any of this resonates with you, I I don't have to tell you, 
But not only does this suck, like emotionally, this feels bad, it's stressful, it takes you out of the present moment and it's not fun, right? You know this is happening when you're hanging out with your spouse or your kids or your friends and physically you're there, right? You're present, but you're still stewing over this decision in the back of your head and you're emotionally and mentally not there. You're just trying to make this decision. But not only does this suck kind of emotionally, it's not really a fun process to make a decision from this place. This pattern also leads to crappy business results. Two classic examples of this are deciding a niche and deciding your marketing strategy. And the reason that these two examples specifically come to mind right away are one, because I've coached a number of people through these exact examples, but also because I've noticed this out in the world just with new entrepreneurs. These are two very common things that I see people struggle with. And then lastly, I've been coached personally through these two as well. And so if you're indecisive around your niche and choosing where you want to focus, you end up kind of living in limbo, talking to multiple niches. And then when you go to write copy or design your website or record a video, you're not sure which one to talk to or who to talk to. And unsurprisingly, this makes it really unclear to your audience who you help and the problem that you solve. And when that's not clear, your business doesn't thrive. Now, if you're indecisive around where you wanna market yourself, which platform you wanna use, you either will end up showing up nowhere or you'll end up trying to be everywhere at once with no focus or consistency and it doesn't capture people's attention and you're not actually believing that any of it's going to work. And so those are just two of the really, really classic kind of common examples where indecision tends to show up early on for business owners. Now, one more example for those of you who have teams or for those of you who will eventually hire people, I have a client who runs a franchise and has this one employee that's really taking a toll from a morale perspective on the entire team. Now, this one employee is in a role that's actually really needed to get the core fundamental work done of the business. And so my client was really torn. And this decision of whether or not to let this person go was really weighing on her for weeks. And so we talked about this. Any interaction with this person was just difficult and kind of felt really anxious and stressful. She would wake up in the morning feeling worried about whatever her next interaction with this employee would be like. It was causing stress. It felt like a cloud looming over her head. And so eventually we brought it up in session and I coached her through a decision on whether or not she wants to let the person go. And if so, when? And it's amazing how the heaviness and the fog lifts when you make a decision and when you feel good about your reasons for making the decision. I'm sure you've all had an experience like that where you were just sorting through a, what felt like a really big decision that was going to have implications for many other people in your life or maybe just the direction of your life. And then finally, once you come to that place where you've decided there's a piece that comes in, that's what's possible when you can actually get to a place where you can make the decision from an entrepreneurial mindset, from a conscious place, and really love and own your reasons for that decision. And so using that situation as a segue, what does a decision-making pattern look like for someone who's operating from an entrepreneur mindset? 
Now, from a very high level, this is what that pattern looks like. So you're facing a decision and considering a few options. You run the decision through your decision-making process, and then you move on and you focus on implementing and doing the follow-through work that would make it a great decision that actually leads to you achieving your goals. Now, that's the high level. Everyone's decision-making process will be slightly different, but here are some examples of questions that entrepreneurs might be asking themselves in that decision-making process. The first one is, is this even a choice I need to make, right? If you're choosing between Acuity and Calendly, you can ask yourself, do I even need a scheduling software in the first place? Another question people might be asking, why would I choose this option? Why wouldn't I? Do the benefits outweigh the costs? Does the choice align with my values and the priorities that I have in the business? Does it go against God's word? Maybe they're using the gut check. Does it feel right? Would I feel peace after choosing this? Now, these are just examples. You don't need a 47-step decision-making process that takes 72 hours to run a decision through. As an example, here are the core things that I'm thinking about when I'm making a decision in my business, and it can really be this simple. First, what does God have to say about this decision? Is there a thumbs up or a thumbs down, morally speaking? How can I do this as redemptively as possible? Referring to some of what we talked about in last episode. And this is probably, this question on its own is probably a deeper topic and something that we can spend an entire episode on, which is how do we invite God into the decision-making process? But that's kind of the gist of the first question. The second one is, will this help me advance the mission of my company and the goals that I have while honoring my values? AKA, how will this affect my family or other business priorities? And do the benefits outweigh the costs? And then the last thing that I always check in with myself on is, why am I making this decision? And do I love my reasons for making the decision? Now, again, these are maybe not the exact questions that you're going to ask yourself, but I want to challenge you to think about how you can make it as simple and repeatable as possible. And the more simple you make it, the faster you can just turn this into your default way of decision making. And when you can do that, it doesn't actually take that much time or mental effort to run through your criteria and your process for making good decisions or making decisions well. Now, regardless of the questions that you ask yourself, here are a few ways that you can know that you're starting to operate and make decisions from an entrepreneurial mindset. This is the space that my clients learn to operate from through the work that we do together. One, you're making a conscious decision, which means you pause and you see where your brain on default wants to go, and you actually have the space to evaluate whether or not you actually want to choose that path. And so you're making this decision from a proactive, conscious place as opposed to a reactive, fearful, or instinctual place. Second, if somebody were to come up to you and ask you why you made the decision that you made, you can actually give them an answer right away and feel really good about your reasons. And then third, after you make your decision, you're at peace with it and you're ruthlessly focused on making the most out of that decision. 
if those three things are true when you're making a decision, you're going to be in really good shape. Let's wrap up. People want to feel certain before making a choice. But what's interesting is that the state of indecision, living in that in-between, is actually choosing to live in uncertainty, which drains your energy, it drains your mental resources, and your confidence in your ability to make decisions. At the end of the day, it's not about making the right decision. Making the right decision is about one point in time, the thing that you choose. Making the decision right is about how you follow through on that decision in the day-to-day work that you do. I can have back-to-back clients deciding where they want to start marketing their business, LinkedIn or networking events. Both clients can make different decisions, but as long as their reasons for making the decision and the mindset underneath the decision are solid, they're in good shape. If they love their reason for the decision and they're committed to making it work out, it's a good decision. But if they're wobbly about their reasons, it doesn't matter which one they decide because their implementation and their follow-through is going to be weak. And more often than not, the implementation and the follow-through is what creates the results, not the initial decision. So it's not about what decision you make, it's why and how you make it. So when you're making a decision, I want you to ask yourself, Are you making this decision from an employee or a student mindset who you've been in the past? Or are you making it from the mindset of an entrepreneur who you are now and who you're becoming in the future? You will always be making decisions in uncertainty. You'll always have incomplete information and imperfect conditions. Embrace it. It doesn't have to be a problem. It's not school. We're not taking multiple choice tests anymore. The most successful entrepreneurs aren't successful because they get all the answers right. They're successful because they make a lot of decisions and commit to them. Because they're confident that no matter what they decide, they're going to do everything in their power to make the most out of their decision. So look at your options, run it through your decision-making process, then decide and commit. Pour all of your energy into making it the right decision. That is it for today. If you know somebody who could benefit from making decisions from an entrepreneurial mindset, please go ahead and share this episode with them. And if you haven't already and you're loving the podcast, give it a rating and a review on either Apple or Spotify and let me know how it's been helping you. It's also going to make it easier for others to discover the podcast. Oh, and if you want to see that picture of Callie deviating from the path that Dana had laid out for her, come hang out with me on Instagram at Kieran Lenahan Coaching, and I will share that with you all. Have a great week, and I will see you next time on the Renew Your Mind podcast.